Too frequently, we only think remedially about children. When trouble arises, then we act. When everything's going well, we figure, I guess, uh, why bother? Uh, let's not uh, let's let a, a sleeping dog lie, as the proverb says. Well, you know, that's the way we think about discipline, and that's the way we think about everything else in relationship to children, but it's the wrong way to think. For example, in discipline, here are two children on a rainy day playing in the living room. And here they are playing very nicely, very well, very happily, no fights, no arguments, maybe for an hour and a half. Then suddenly they get into a fight. Somebody pulls a toy away and the other one starts screaming for it and then he hits him over the head with a toy and one of them is crying and it only takes two minutes. But what do we do? Immediately, mom or dad or whoever it is lands on the kids. You're terrible, what did you do? You gotta quit all this stuff and so on and so forth. An hour and a half of fine playing, no problems, no difficulty, not a word is said about it. But two minutes worth of squabbling and we come down hard on that. Why is that? Well, you know why it is. Because the squeaky wheel is the one that gets the grease. It's easier that way. You can wait until something breaks down on your automobile before you have to go, uh, go and have it checked because then it calls attention to itself. But that's not the best way to treat your automobile. It's better to take it in regularly for checkups and to have it uh, serviced so that you don't have the breakdown. But we, as sinners, take the easy route. And the easy route in discipline, of course, with children, is to let the children call attention to matters and then we take care of them. Only when they become annoying, only when they become bothersome do we respond. Whereas the real fact is, is that we ought to encourage the kinds of good things that they're doing by making comments about those at least equally as often as we make comments about the bad behavior. When the children are playing well and have been playing well for an hour or so, we ought to go in and say, say, this is great. This is the way we like to see it. But that takes effort. That takes thought. That takes planning. That takes concern. It doesn't take any thought to respond to somebody's crying because they've already annoyed you and called attention to themselves. Well, now the same is true with reference to teaching children how to solve problems uh, in a biblical way, God's way. You see... Uh, many parents today will uh, not do anything toward helping their children solve problems until the problems arise. But then it's too late. Children need to be taught how to solve problems early in their lives. Uh, they need to be taught how to solve these problems from the Word of God and before the problems themselves arise. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today, both in churches, at home, in Christian schools, everywhere, there ought to be both formal and informal opportunities. Some places, courses even taught on it in the school, in the Sunday school, in the youth group, in Christian schools, there ought to be courses and informal uh, situations where we teach out of the milieu by the roadside uh, as we're walking with our children, as day by day we're living with them. And in both ways, we need to teach children at an early age how to go to the Bible and find the answers to their problems in the scriptures. That's what children, Christian children in Christian homes need more than anything else. Instead, we have spent our time teaching them 
how to go to the Bible on Sunday to find factual answers to the questions on the Bible quiz. Now that has its place, and I'm not opposed to that necessarily. But if that's all that we ever teach the children to use the Bible for, to find answers to the questions for the next Bible quiz, then we have taught them to misuse the Bible. The Bible is not just for facts, it's for facts that apply to our everyday living. And what we need to do is to teach children how, when they run into a problem with their friends on Thursday, they can go to that book and find an answer to that problem with their friends on Thursday. And there are very, very few places where that's being taught today, either in homes or in churches or Sunday schools or anywhere else. As a matter of fact, very few adults, Christian adults, know how to use the Bible in a practical way in that form. And so I want to encourage you to learn how to do this by actually working at it in your own homes, to learn how to do this by asking your pastor to give you a course in how to study the Bible in a practical way so as to find answers to problems, to encourage you to uh, talk to your youth director and to talk to your Sunday school and superintendent, to try to get your church to teach in various places, your children and other children in your church, how to use the Bible in a practical way. I can think of very few things of as great importance as this so that when you know how when you, you so that you know when you run into a difficulty on Wednesday or Tuesday or Monday you know what to do in going to the Bible first of all the child needs to learn where to go how to know what part of the Bible to turn to he needs to be taught that he needs to be taught what kinds of things are in what sorts of books then when he turns to that book, he needs to know how to find uh, this kind of question in what section of that book, how to use concordances and so on to locate topics. Then he needs to know how to understand the passage, and then he needs to know how to apply it to his specific situation in concrete ways so that the book doesn't become some kind of an impractical book, but instead is what it was intended to be, a very practical book for everyday living. These are the kinds of things that we definitely need to be teaching our children day by day. And I don't think we start this in high school. We start this at the time when a child begins, uh, like a little tadpole, to sprout a few uh, legs on the side during that adolescent period or pre-adolescent period when he's beginning to have to think through things on his own for the first time. A lot of the facts that he's taught earlier now need to be interpreted in terms of life, and he needs to learn how to interpret those in terms of his life and his decisions with his peers and with others. And so, uh, the very latest time when this should begun to be taught is in the junior high period. What we teach the children to do about problems in a junior high period, they'll be doing during senior high period. It's much too late then to start such a program. Much of this hardens in our society during that junior high period and the early high school days. And so what we ought to be very much concerned about is getting those children as junior highs and teaching them how to go to the scriptures and how to find an out answers to their problems God's ways. Now we have to be clear in our own thinking that the Bible has answers to our problems. And you know that there are no problems that overtake us but such as are common to man, we're told in 1 Corinthians 10, 11 and, uh, through 13, and especially verse 13. And that means that what our children have to face are not unlike the problems that the Israelites or the Corinthians had to face. And what we have to face as parents with our children are not unlike those problems. Oh, I know people say the times are different, things are out of hand, now we have all this propaganda bombarding us on TV and we have the drug culture and the rest of it. But listen, behind it all, 
whatever the particular situation or the form that it takes today, the shape or color that it comes, or whatever the intensity may be, it's no different from really uh, the kinds of things that people faced back in the days of Paul or the days of Moses. That's what Paul says. These things in the days of Moses were written for our example upon whom the ends of the ages have come. In other words, men are always the same because they're always sinners and they always need the Savior who has the same answers to all of their sins. They may take different shapes or different forms, but the basic problems underlying all are the same. And so the basic solutions of the Word of God will be the same too. We'll talk more about this in the broadcast to come, how you specifically can help your children preventively before the problems arise. So be ready to tune in on the broadcasts that follow for the next uh, few broadcasts. Lord, help us to be concerned about preventively training our children in God's ways, we pray. Amen.